welcome to the Turning 30 podcast, a place where I speak openly and honestly about what it's really like to turn 30. And thank you so much for joining this week. I'm actually doing a special episode and now I know I say that each week is special because it is but this week is a little bit different because I've actually decided to not invite a guest which is the usual format and to do a solo episode where I will be presenting myself and really talking about my turning 30 experience and my journey and I guess what led me to become a life coach specializing in helping people who are this age and the reason that I'm doing this is because you know when I invite guests on of course we get into really interesting conversations and as you'll hear I often share my story and I give personal examples but I the spotlight's never on me it's always on the guest and I thought seeing as the podcast is quite new that it could be a really nice idea to present myself and to also get a bit vulnerable so That's exactly what I'm going to do today. But before that, I just wanted to very quickly introduce to you my updated Turning 30 coaching program. So as well as being a podcaster, I also am a life coach and my mission is to help those who are in their early 30s or late 20s who are going through what I know is a very transitional time and really to help them accept where they are right now, to look back at their 20s and feel that their story has led them to where they're supposed to be. And then most importantly, to set new goals and to really look ahead at the next decade, at the next period of time and feel good about the the future and what the future has in store. So if any of that resonates with you, then know that my Turning 30 coaching program could be right up your street. It really is a very transformative program. It consists of weekly uh, online coaching sessions and also there's lots of worksheets and audio recordings and more than anything I see it as a training. So even though we spend just 12 weeks together my aim is that all of my clients are will go out into the world and be able to take this new material and the coaching tools and skills that I've given you and be able to apply it. So if this sounds interesting to you, I run free coaching introduction calls, no strings attached, 30 minutes, me and you just talking, seeing if it could be a good fit. I'll even do some coaching and we'll see if the program could be a good start for you and your turning 30 journey. So if this is interesting to you, then please go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash turning 30 program. And there you can find the details. And I'll also leave in the show notes my Instagram handle, which is at turning 30 coach. And you can message me there. I'm always available on Instagram to uh, speak to you. Okay, so the solo episode is beginning. It feels very strange not to have somebody to introduce and to introduce myself. But I thought it would be a really good idea to just kind of give you some background about me and who I am and what led me to this. And I really have to be honest, I'm freestyling, so I have not prepared this. Apologies if I go on any rants, go off on different tangents. I feel like that's something that is very typical of me. So bear with me because I do like to talk. 
And I will keep coming back to the same point of the turning 30 journey. So when I start to tell people about my turning 30 journey, when I first started coaching a few years back, I used to often say that my journey started when I turned 29 and very specifically on my 29th birthday. And I will get to that. But actually, now I'm thinking about it. Like all of our journeys, it definitely started in my childhood. My turning 30 experience, like all of our life experiences, started with my surroundings of how I grew up. And I think that it's very relevant because for lots of us, turning 30 and the way that we perceive it and the expectations we put on ourselves really are formed from our social experiences and our social conditioning and for each and every one that is very different and it's definitely a culmination of uh, you know where we've been brought up cultural and religious differences the way our our families function and our family dynamics uh, our school experiences and our adolescence experiences experiences in our 20s of our career and our relationships where we live how we've been brought up there's just you know it's just a huge complex tangled web of why we are the way that we are but for me I think something that just really stands out is the fact that I got brought up in Manchester in the UK and I think there are a couple of factors that kind of led me to where I am today and the decisions that I made especially in my 20s and I can say that one of those factors was the fact that I'm an oldest child so I have three younger sisters and the oldest of four girls and definitely always felt like a very overwhelming sense of responsibility to act a certain way to be a certain way and I guess to really be an example and the second thing which is like a little bit more complicated I guess is the fact that I got brought up in a secular Jewish community so what that means is that Although the Jewish community itself didn't have, you know, specific rules, I didn't come from a religious background or religious family. It was, like I said, very secular. I still really held myself up to these unwritten rules that were very, very prevalent in the Jewish community, which was very much about being married at quite a young age in comparison with um, some other cultures and really having to have achieved a certain amount of career success. And these are invisible expectations because nobody ever said them to me, but I do think that there was a certain level of cultural pressure. And I was very lucky because I've been brought up in a, in a liberal family, although my parents obviously want the best for me and wanted success. And they did, they sent me to a private school and they really always fought my corner when it came to my education. They never really put undue pressure on me to be a certain way. Uh, I think I actually probably received that more from my grandparents. But in a way, I actually put that on myself for my reflection of what the community expected, what my peers were doing, and really looking around at my friends, older brothers and sisters, and just the way that I, I guess, perceived society. It felt so true to me that by the age of 30, I would, of course, have been married a couple of years. I would be most probably living in London. I would have a job as an associate in a law firm, you know, in the next five years planning on making partner probably. I would also be 
um, on the way to have children or if not already with a child and planning more. And I think just that feeling of having financial security, it just seemed like a given at age 30. It really did. It really, really felt like something that it wasn't even a question. I remember I have uh, lots of friends actually whose uh, siblings are much older than them. So when we were 18, their older brothers and sisters were around the age of 30. And I remember looking at them and being like, wow, my life is going to be like theirs. You know, they were all very settled down and it just, it wasn't an option for it to be another way. I also have a really strong memory of a sister of one of my really close friends went through a breakup around the time that she was 30. And I remember people were shocked. Oh my gosh, have you heard that this has happened? And, and it really sunk in, you know, you're 18, you're at a very impressionable age and you see this, uh, amazing girl going through a breakup with her with her partner that she had been living with and the shock of you know oh my god she's now single and 30 really sunk in and it, it and I look back now and I'm, it's so ridiculous being single and going through a breakup at 30 just not like it's not a big deal but it's not so different from going through a breakup at 25 or 35 and but I feel like right from the get-go in my head there was always this unexpected sorry unspoken pressure to be a certain way and that did come from the community that I grew up in and also at some point the social conditioning just gets so embedded with who you are that you you can't see the wood through the trees you know I didn't know I didn't uncover until I was in my 30s that in my 20s I was living such a life that was controlled by social conditioning that had eventually seeped over into me and had become expectations that I put on myself. And if I'm being completely honest, this set of social conditioning did guide my decisions, especially in my early 20s. So I, at the age of 17, which in the UK is just so young that we have to decide what we want to study for university, but hey-ho, that's the way it goes. And I decided to study a degree in psychology, which actually is was a very reasonable choice at the time. And now I can look back and say, that's where my passion lies. And that's obviously what I'm interested in. And I went to study it and I absolutely loved it. I love my degree. I had friends who were studying law, for example, and they didn't enjoy that degree in the same way that I did. But when push came to shove and I graduated and I got a great degree and I left university and the question was what's next and really looking back at the time I know that I wanted to become a therapist and I wanted to go down the route of a master's and then a PhD and I loved research I loved the thought of helping people these are all of the things that I really stand for but it just wasn't the done thing then in my group of friends all of my friends were on the path to become lawyers um, or something in finance, accounting, all of these kind of very prestigious careers that would lead to the city in London. And it just wasn't an option for me at that time to be different. And that's why I think we're different in our 20s to our 30s is because we really aren't scared to be different in our 30s. We almost in a way want to be different if we get to that point that we we are different but in our 20s we all want to be the same and I remember that feeling of not really knowing what the next steps were going to be but knowing that if my friends were doing something then it probably 
felt right for me to do it, which I can look back now and laugh at. But that is what led me to end up deciding to be a lawyer. And not that there's anything wrong with law as a profession, you know, it's it's a great profession, but I do believe that the reason I chose it was the wrong were the wrong reasons. I chose it because I wanted stability and security and a paycheck and to be the same as my friends. And like I said, I was in a community where if you get good grades, there were certain expectations and I I adhered to them. And this led me to do a law conversion after my psychology degree and eventually get a training contract at a law firm in London. And in a way, I guess I, I paid my dues with that decision because whilst I loved the degree, because I really love studying and I can genuinely, well, I want to say I can study everything, but I'm not sure that I can study astrophysics. But in a way, I really like absorbing new material. But when it actually came to going on the tube in the morning in my suit and going into the office and practicing as a lawyer, I knew that it wasn't genuinely what I wanted to do. And I felt very creatively repressed and I felt like I couldn't have a personality at that time. And when push came to shove, I eventually did have the courage to understand that I'd made a decision based on an autopilot and based on comparison and all of the things that I've just been describing. And actually I uh, did leave uh, law and leave that profession, which is something that I think I look back now and think that it felt very obvious at the time, but I do think that did take a certain amount of um, courage to do that. So I often talk about how I will live my 20s very unintentionally, but I have to say there were some glimmers of intention there and that that was definitely one of them and the second one being that I um, eventually uh, moved countries and I followed my heart and an ex-boyfriend to Tel Aviv which is where I'm now based and you know I want to give credit to my 27 year old self who I think was just starting to come into that point of my life where I was able to start to become more aware of my actions and, and my thinking and my decisions. But um, the reason I say that my turning 30 journey starts at 29 is because between the ages of 27 and 29, so having made that big life decision and then um, setting up my a new life, eventually breaking up with said ex-boyfriend, I did go back onto autopilot and... I talk a lot in my coaching about that feeling of life happening to you instead of for you. And I definitely lived the latter part of my 20s feeling like I was a victim of my circumstances and things were just happening to me and I couldn't find the right job and I couldn't find the right relationship. And just in general, in a way, I was just trundling along. And I did wake up on my 29th birthday and I remember very clearly I was in a bar with some of my closest girlfriends having a really nice birthday night and then going home afterwards and being like, something doesn't feel right, something hasn't clicked. There's something that doesn't feel right about the fact that I'm 30 in one year and I haven't achieved all these things. Now that's not to say I needed to have achieved them by 30, but the feeling was there that there was something missing. And that's when I started to really dig down and explore what what it was. And that actually started by hiring a coach. 
now I didn't know it at the time but that coach or the journey that I started with myself via coaching ended up being completely life-changing and I don't like to use words like awakening too often but it was almost like I had been asleep for a really long time and then all of a sudden I was awake and I started to do lots of exploring and I really think that as part of that it was looking around at other people and you know the comparison that happens when you get in, into that phase of your life and you're like in your late 20s and early early 30s is is unavoidable because all of our friends and our peers they just take different life paths and sometimes it feels like they all take the same one and you're taking a different one but really um I think that the fact that a lot of my friends started to get married at the age of 26 27 I mean by 30 they were all pretty much mostly married or engaged and buying houses and really settling down and and again in more recent years I've started having babies but in that in my late 20s I looked around at them and it was a weird feeling because it was kind of like well, why am I different I do feel really different I feel very left behind but at the same time it was also a feeling of but I don't even know if I want this and that's what I really explored with my coach is to understand do I want this do I want these things and if I do then what am I going to do to get them and to change my life right now and I think that's really what coaching can give to you because it's gaining awareness of thoughts and really starting to understand how to move forward which is I guess a little bit different well it's very different but the mindset coaching that I do does have some similarities to therapy but therapy for example in this case would focus a lot on going back and talking about childhood and um, family relationships and uh, really trying to connect dots and in coaching you don't do that so much so I've focused a lot on what was going on for me right now and also how I can move forward from that and that's again the work that I do uh, mostly with my clients but it really just kind of made me start to question all of the different areas of my life from friendship from family and career romantic relationship and most importantly the relationship with myself and in the past four years, so I'm now 33, I've really dug deep and I, I dig deep all the time. It's not something that just you do for like a few months and then you stop. It, it's the start of something where you continually start to work on yourself. And via this uh, coaching program that I originally did, which actually wasn't specific to turning 30, it was just a, a general life coach, I really started to become in tune with myself. And that basically lit a fire in me to find the career that I wanted. So at the time, since I left law, I had kind of flitted around in a few different um, companies, a few different jobs, and I was actually doing quite well. I was working for a events company in in their sales team and I'd been really fortunate to be promoted to run the department and on the outside like it all looked really great my LinkedIn looked good and I was traveling a lot for work but inside it just didn't feel good and I think a lot of people feel that way and they become aware of it as they turn 30 of like things on the outside looking a certain looking a certain way but just not fitting on the inside and for me I definitely really became 
uh, aligned and understood that this job wasn't going to really take me anywhere. So between my 29th and 30th birthday, I actually handed my notice in at that company. And the coaching itself had really put in my plans to become a life coach. So that was my plan. And, you know, I did a psychology degree originally. So it was very um, in keeping with my past education and also my beliefs and my passion, I guess, about uh, the human mind and uh, interactions between uh, people. And, you know, I, I really love social psychology. It's something that I have always uh, really been interested in. So I ended up doing a couple of coaching courses during this time and really just not only doing the work on myself, but starting to coach others. Firstly, for free, because when you start out as a coach, you um, you know you do a lot of uh, free complimentary coaching so that you can obviously um, build up your skills and, and also help people at the same time. And that led me to where I am today. And it's not a linear journey. I say that all the time because... I was uh, working uh, independently for a year and then I decided to go back into the working world and I've kept my coaching as a side business and have only recently then taken that again uh, back full time. Reason being because I do love being an employee as well as being freelance. There's definitely uh, benefits and drawbacks to both. But right now, I think this is a great time uh, for my business because Corona and the whole situation has really made people uh, start to reflect more and uh, want to make some changes. And if you're listening to this and that resonates with you, know that being in lockdown and having this time alone or, you know, just with close family or family members or roommates has really, really struck a lot of people and caused a lot of people to want to, to make a change. So that hasn't just happened with my family, friends and clients, it also happened with me and really led me back to wanting to do my coaching full time. And the last thing I want to talk about is really why I chose the niche and how how it happened to be that I became the turning 30 coach. Because from what I've done on my research, there isn't another turning 30 life coach. You know, I sometimes see coaches that specialize in millennials or millennial career changes and things like this, but my coaching is very holistic. So all of my clients, they come with goals. It can be in relation to uh, all the different areas of their life. But really, I always say the same thing, that what I teach in my program is about the relationship with yourself. And it's a bit of a irony, my program, in a way, because I use Turning 30 as a brand. But if you ask me what I believe, I don't actually believe that you should have achieved anything by 30, that you don't need to achieve anything. 30 is just another day, it's just another year, it's just another age, but it's just a really, really good uh, symbol, symbol, maybe sign. Um, It's a good signpost to take a step back and say, okay, this is the start of a new decade. What do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? And the reason that I started coaching this niche of people is because I originally started out as a career coach. So again, I'm very uh, career oriented person. And I always felt like I never had the career support that I needed in order to make the correct career decisions. And so I started off by coaching people to help them find their career path. And I started to see a really regular pattern. So every single 
client almost that I had would say things like, okay, so I'm turning 30 next year and I want to quit my job. Or I turned 30 last year and I really uh, decided during that year that I need to rethink my career. And I also also had women who were much older. I have coached women of all ages, uh, not just women, sorry, people of all ages, who are also returning 40, turning 50. Um, The pattern is, is that when we go through a life change, such as a big birthday, is that we then start to feel the need for uh, reflection and change. So really more than anything, I just started to realize that people have a turning 30 crisis and I also had one and I then set out on doing research to work out why people feel this way and I interviewed so many people who were 29, 30, 31, all the way up to 35 to really understand and I really came to the conclusion from that that almost all of us feel the same way in some aspect of our lives, we feel left behind, we struggle with comparison, we struggle with confidence, imposter syndrome also is a big one. And I also started to understand, especially in terms of romantic relationships, that in between the ages of 30 to 35, most of our friends start to settle down and think about having families. And usually within one group of friends, there's one or two people who remain single and they feel lonely. And they feel like they can't relate to their friends anymore and maybe they have different interests and they don't know who to turn to. And that's why my Turning 30 community has become such a big thing because there are so many pockets of friends and groups of people with those one or two or three single uh, people who are having a struggle um, and they don't have anyone to connect to. And that's really my mission is to make all of you who feel that you're left behind or that you're not at the same stage of life or that you haven't hit the milestones that you expected and you're not sticking to the timelines that society sets or that you've set yourself like it is okay it is okay to feel all those those things and it is okay to want to make a change and also to want to connect to the people who feel the same way And this is the reason that I built the Turning 30 brand. And it's the reason why I show up every day in my business to help people who do feel left behind and who do feel different and really, really feel like it's my why, my, in coaching we say a lot, like what's your purpose? What's the reason why behind you do, the reason that you do things? And the reason behind why I do my coaching is because I want other people to know that they aren't alone and that in a way we all feel a little bit left behind in something and the way to get around that is to really do the work and move forward just keep moving forward I am 33 now and I have just gone through some really big life changes I think that's a perfect example of how things uh, aren't linear And, you know, we're taking steps forwards and backwards and sideways all the time. And that's just a human experience. And I honestly wouldn't have been able to go through my recent breakup and moving apartment and going full time in my business in the way that I have if I hadn't have done all the mindset work uh, over the years. And again, it's just going towards that being an example of somebody who uh, can be different and be a 33-year-old single woman who um, lives her life in the way that she chooses to and really doesn't 
become victim of comparison and people pleasing and expectations and all of the things that I talk about in my in my program so if any of this resonates with you I would love your support that being a um, a share of the podcast uh, if you could subscribe if you could even potentially leave a review if you like it and again to encourage you that if you do feel ready to make a change remember to check out my turning 30 coaching program and again you can contact me on instagram i am always available there and thank you so much for listening because really i know that i went off on a few different tangents and it did become in the middle a bit like a rant but I really enjoyed this and I really hope that by being uh, very authentic and genuine with all of my followers and my listeners that I can continue to build this amazing community. So thank you for tuning in and I will see you in next week's episode. (music) 